Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. In this episode, you'll discover the five-step framework for successful outbound campaigns that will fill your calendar with meetings and your pipeline with deals so that you'll never have to guess where your next sale is coming from again. Welcome to Hey First Name and Insider's Guide to Outbound Sales. This is the number one podcast for proven cold outreach tactics that get replies and book meetings so you can quickly grow MRR without wasting time on things that don't work. I am your host, Morgan Williams, and I want you to tell me if you can relate to this. No matter what you try, you just can't seem to get this outbound thing to work. Maybe you feel that you're not a good writer and your email copy isn't good. Maybe you're getting responses, but they're mostly no's. Or maybe some people show interest to your outreach, but you just can't seem to book them on a call. Look, it doesn't have to be that way. By the end of this episode, you'll understand exactly what it takes to predictably fill your calendar with sales meetings. The number one question I get from people who need help with their outbound campaigns is, I'm not getting replies. What's wrong with my email copy? I'm not sure why people are so hyper-focused on the email copy, but that's what happens. Most people, they're not getting the results they want, and they're focused on the actual copy that they're writing. Like, let me tell you, if you're starting with this mindset, you're already behind. Looking at the copy in isolation isn't going to solve your problem. Copy is only one piece of the puzzle, and it's not nearly as important as a few other pieces, which we'll get to in a second. The big idea I want you to grasp from this episode is that successful outreach is a system of inputs working together. And by the way, speaking of working together, if you want to join a free community of over 2,000 SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are collaborating and helping each other succeed with cold outreach, go to morgandwilliams.com community to join the Cold Outreach Mastery Facebook group. It's free to join. I'm in there consistently dropping value. And it's a great place to level up your results with cold outreach. And if Facebook's not your thing, you can get tons of value by joining my newsletter. Head over to morgandwilliams.com newsletter and enter your best email address. Let's relate this to something else. Let's consider the best basketball player to ever live, LeBron James. Look, RIP Kobe Bryant and much respect to Michael Jordan, but LeBron is the chosen one, okay? So what makes him great? Let's break down the fundamentals of basketball. You've got dribbling, shooting, passing, defense, and rebounding. You can break things down further into soft skills like basketball IQ and court vision. You can slice things even further to athleticism, on-ball deep defense, and there's all sorts of advanced metrics and stats out there. But at the core of the game, at its core, are these fundamental skills, dribbling, shooting, passing, defense, and rebounding, right? And what makes LeBron great is his high level of competency at those five skills, right? It's not about windmill dunks, it's about these five skills. That's what makes him phenomenal. 
So what does this have to do with cold outreach? Well, there are five fundamentals to successful cold outreach, and here they are. Targeting, your offer and copywriting, outreach, tech setup, and mindset and metrics. Look, I grouped a couple of those together. So we got targeting, number one. Number two, out offer and copywriting. Uh, put those together and you'll see why uh, later. Outreach, your tech setup, and then mindset and metrics. I put those together too. So let's define these real quick and we'll go a level deeper into each one. So targeting. Targeting is answering the question of who are we reaching out to and why are we selecting them for our campaign? Your offer and copywriting, that's what are we offering the prospect and how are we communicating that offer when we reach out to them, right? What we're offering them, that's obviously your offer and copywriting, that's how we're communicating that offer to them. Outreach, this is what channels we're using to reach out to them. Like, what mediums are we using to get our message across and how are we using those mediums? What's our frequency, right? How much are we following up? When are we following up? Tech setup, simply put, this is what tools are we using to stay out of the spam box? Are we, in a technical sense, able to distribute our message, our messages out to our prospects? Because cold email is, is, it's distribution, right? You're leveraging email, you're leveraging the phone, other channels we'll get to, to get your message, your sales message to your prospects. So you got to make sure you have the right tech set up in place. And then mindset and metrics. What's the ultimate goal you're trying to achieve? And are you putting yourself into the right frame of mind for outbound? So what we'll do now is go a level deeper into each of those five fundamentals, but we don't want to go too deep because that's what I'll do in future podcast episodes. And if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that it's gone through a couple different iterations of names and it's gotten more specific over the years. And now as we move into the Hey First Name podcast, you'll see that each future episode will revolve around one of these core fundamentals of outreach. And I did it this way so that it's easier for you to understand how everything fits together. I've gotten a lot of great feedback on my episodes. One thing I noticed was that people were having difficulty figuring out how this all fits together. So this is kind of the landmark episode that will set the stage for everything that happens afterward. And you'll see that in each episode, you can boil it down to at least one of these fundamentals, right? So if you need help with dribbling, you're going to listen to the dribbling episodes. If you need help with shooting, right, you're going to listen to those episodes. So that's how it's going to kind of put this together in the future so that you can really get as most value as possible out of this podcast. So let's go into each one of these level deeper. So targeting, who are we reaching out to and why are we selecting them for our campaign? One of these stories I really like, these marketing stories that really paints the picture for this is you know, there was a marketing professor and he was asking his class, hey, we've got two different hot dog stands. I have one and you have one on each on opposite sides of the street. I'll give you anything you want to beat me to compete with me and beat me, but I only need one thing. And what is that? And people are, of course, thinking about, you know, lower prices and better ingredients and all this different types of stuff. And the professor said, no, I'll give you all of that and I'll beat you every time. And you know what? The one thing I have is that'll help me beat you. And that's a hungry crowd. You want to make sure that you're dropping your line where the fish are biting. So to put this in the context of cold email, Targeting by company type and title alone was not going to give you great results. What you need to do is focus on intent. But if we take a step back, there's some sort of trigger that occurs that creates some sort of need 
or creates a higher likelihood that they'll be your customer. So for example, if you are an, let's say you're an agency owner that helps people with Google ads or Facebook ads, right? You sell that kind of ad management. Or let's say you are a SaaS company, you own a SaaS company that sells you know, split testing software for Facebook or Google ads, something revolving around that domain. Would you rather focus on, let's say, uh, really basic, every marketing manager in North America, or would you rather focus on marketing managers at companies who are currently buying Facebook and Google ads and have recently increased their spend by over 25%? I know what I'm picking. I'm picking the one of the folks who are actively not just running ads, but it looks like they're running more ads because their intent is they are focused. I can see where their dollars are going and their intent is focusing on these ads. So I want to go drop my line where the fish are biting and go after people who I know are more likely in market than others who they may be running ads. They may not, it may not be a focus right now, essentially layering in a level of intent, at least one to build a more responsive prospect pool. So that's targeting. Offering copywriting, number two, what are we offering them and how are we communicating it? And so your offer, like what are you communicating to your prospect to get them to say yes? So to get them and push them further or pull them further down your sales funnel, right? I don't want it to sound like aggressive, but you're putting a sales message out there to encourage them or influence them. That sounds better encourage them or influence them to travel further down your sales funnel. For cold email, one big thing with, with me is I always go for a response first, not a meeting. A meeting with a stranger from a cold email, someone you've never met or seen, is a very big commitment. If that's all you send out, you will get meetings. But if you go for a response first, in my experience, you're going to get better results by getting that engagement first before asking for a meeting, right? People treat their inboxes like a junk mail with an A and B pile. You go to your mailbox, you get the mail, you're walking on the way back to the trash can. And what are you doing? You have this A and B pile. The A pile is the stuff you want to hang on to. And the B pile is your junk mail, right? Okay, this is glossy ad for opening up a checking account, this freaking thing for Comcast internet. Oh, what's this? This is looks like some sort of handwritten letter with a crooked stamp, right? Okay, I'm going to read that, Okay. That's what we're going for. We want to start a conversation with people because if we start a conversation for them, with them, we're in a different category. We're now having a conversation and we're not involved in all the other spam and cold out, bad cold outreach that they're dealing with and all the other messages that they either archive, delete, or just don't respond to, right? So we want to get that engagement first. That's a good intermediate step before asking for that meeting, right? So that's what we go for. And the best offers are valuable, specific, and tailored to the pain points they're experiencing in their role specifically. So by, uh, in every influencer or decision maker's head, there's two to three, maybe even four different problems that are constantly reoccurring. They're really getting paid to solve these problems, but they consistently come up in their head and they deal with them in varying ways throughout their tenure at the company. To make people highly responsive to your offer, it's gotta be valuable, specific, and tailored to their role specifically. So what does that mean? On this podcast, I interview a lot of SaaS founders, agency owners on specific outreach campaigns that they're using right now. On one episode, I had a guy on the show, agency owner, Michael Gardner. In his outreach, he was asking people if they wanted to see a custom video 
of some things that he found in their Facebook ads, looking at their Facebook ads account, not in the account, but using Facebook ad library and other tools to spy or look at their ads to see different optimizations that could be made. He reached out to them and said basically in better words than this, but hey, I saw your ads, saw some ways you can improve. I shot you a quick video to show you things I think that could help you. Can I send it over? Now, if you get that message, that's valuable because you're running ads and you, if you are, you always want them to perform better. It's specific because it's for that company. It's not just like, hey, here's my Facebook ads method. Do you want it? It's specific to them and it's tailored to their role. He's sending this video out that's tailored specifically to one person or one persona on what they can do in their ads account to improve their ads. So valuable, specific, and tailored to their role. You want to personalize the offer and make sure that it is something just for them. The closer you can get to that, the better or the more responses you're going to get from your outreach. Moving over into copy. Copywriting is a massive domain. I mean, I think the best books are from copyright, best copywriting books are written by people who are dead now. Like if, if you want a new idea, read an old book. Like the fundamentals of copywriting, they pull on the natural human emotions and desires. And like, it's really, that's the type of information that you need to read and understand how sales communication works and how it's effective. It's something I did earlier in my career and was really helpful. So digging into those copywriting books uh, will be really helpful. But for the sake of this episode, at a very, very high level, following copywriting fundamentals. If you ever, one of the first things you learn when you start studying copywriting is AIDA, A-I-D-A. And that's the standard flow for writing a sales message. You grab attention, that's the A. You generate interest, that's the I. You invoke desire, that's the D, and then you inspire action, that's the A. So if you notice throughout any sort of sales communication, whether it's written in emails, whether it's infomercials or commercials, whether it's you know cold calling, phone call, successful sales communication follows this, grabs your attention, gets you interested, pulls it out that desire, and then calls you to action, right? The call to action. And second point here, you basically want to throw out everything you learned from your high school English teacher. She's probably a great lady or he's probably a great man, but you want to throw that out because that doesn't work for sales communication. The formal grammatical approach to writing sales communication will get you knocked out of the inbox real quick. So you want to throw out that information, learn copywriting. That's the way sales communication effective sales communication is done. So learn those skills or keep listening to this podcast and I'll give you some shortcuts, right? And then number three, it's got to pass the smartphone test. There's always going to be exceptions to this rule, but you want your sales communication to fit on someone's smartphone when you send it, right? Nothing long, keep it short, keep it direct. And look, I've seen really long messages work before. I've seen one line messages work before. You really have to test everything, but Essentially, if I was betting on shorter messages versus longer messages over the over the short run, I would be I would bet on shorter messages. And it's a smartphone test. Send the email to yourself first. Check it out on your phone. If it can fit on that first pane, and you don't have to to scroll. It passes the smartphone test, right? So that's copy, offer and copywriting. Moving over to outreach. How are we reaching out to them? And what channels are we using? Right? What's our frequency? Right? So we've got multiple sales channels that we can use. Where right? you've got email, overused, the phone underused 
LinkedIn, the newcomer, you've got social media. There's also things like voicemail drops where you can send out a voicemail without a phone call. You've got texting, you got direct mail. When it comes to voicemail drops and texting, those can be a little bit more intrusive. So we'll kind of be careful with those. I'll touch on those in future episodes. I personally don't like cold texting because I feel like it's a very intimate channel. Probably the most intimate channel that anyone has is the texting, but I do like using it for follow-ups after a deal has stalled or after I've stopped getting a response from someone. I do like using text messages. They're really helpful for like kickstarting communication again, because everybody, like if you think about how many emails you get and don't look at them, right? Think about how many emails are in your inbox right now, right? 100, 250, 500, 1,000, some of you out there. I know you guys are out there and gals. But your phone, right, you got to buy you the whole day and you're reading every text message you give. You get a text message, you're reading it. So it's a very good channel, a very highly responsive channel, but use with caution. Another fundamental here, multi-channel is better than single channel. Again, test everything, but over the long run, I'd rather use a combination of LinkedIn, the phone and email to get things done. Those three are really at the core can do a ton of damage, those three right there. And there's also combo prospecting, which is a tip I'm gonna drop. This has helped me out immensely in my career, combo prospecting. Typically, what people do is they'll send an email one day and maybe an email the next day and then call and then LinkedIn and then call again or email or what have you, just single shots, boom, 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 one a day. What works extremely well is shrinking down your touch points into a window of 90 seconds, right? So instead of calling someone, leaving a voicemail, waiting two days, sending an email, waiting a day, calling, I am doing a phone call, email, LinkedIn profile view, and leaving a voicemail all in 90 seconds, two minutes max. Now I know this sounds counterintuitive. That's crazy. I'm going to piss them off. I'm going to get them upset. But if you were to do that five days in a row, like that's one thing. If you're doing every day, something every day, you're doing these five touches in a row. That's a lot. But if you do them in this 90 seconds to two minutes, I'm telling you, you bypass that circuitry. And what it does of those communication norms of professional norms, you bypass that. What it does, it causes this pattern interrupt. You got someone that's on their computer at home or in the office and they get a notification for a LinkedIn profile view, they're getting a phone call, and they're looking to see who it is, they don't know, then they see an email pop up, and then they're trying to read the email, hey, I just gave you a call, da 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 and then after they're halfway through the email, they get a voicemail notification pop up from you too. That's gonna stop them in their tracks, right? Better than just one touch. So I'm telling you, if you implement this into your game, it's going to be incredibly valuable and it's good, you're going to reap lots of dividends down the road if you start implementing this combo prospecting technique. There's a book out there called Combo Prospecting. I forget the author, but if you search it on Amazon, you will find it. Combo Prospecting. I'll also drop a link into the description of this uh, podcast so you can check that out. But phenomenal approach. I really suggest you implementing it. Moving on to tech setup, number four out of five. What tools are we using to stay out of the spam box? So look, you've heard before, if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound, right? Same thing with us, right? If an email doesn't make it to the inbox, was it ever sent? It doesn't matter how much effort you put into targeting your offer and your copy and your outreach. If you can't get into the inbox, it's game over. 
if your message isn't the best cold email in the world, if it isn't read, it's not going to convert at all. So one thing you want to be careful of is making sure that you set up your tech in the right way. And what I'm referring to is when I say tech setup, making sure that you have solid email deliverability at the core, because the core of your outreach is probably going to be email, but also making sure tech setup, also make sure, making sure that you're able to do, to run your sales process effectively, right? You've got your email set up appropriately for email deliverability. You've got a CRM that you can use. You've got a dialer or phone. This is sounds like pretty basic stuff, but you want to make sure that you're able to move between channels without friction. And you want to make sure that your technology supports you instead of hindering you, right? So that's what I mean when I say that. So fundamentals there, warming up your domain, sending emails at a safe volume, making sure you keep your bounce rates down by cleaning your list and using verified email addresses, right? If we're starting, if we're building a new outbound email, if we're creating a new domain, which we should be doing for outbound email, and make sure we warm that thing up over the next two to four weeks to make sure we're sending good signals to the mail servers so that we're not just getting a new domain, setting up an email account, blasting out email, and then going immediately to the spam box. We have to warm up. We got to play nice so that when we start doing cold outreach, we actually make it to the inbox. Sending at a safe volume. I am not a high volume sender. I haven't been a high volume sender in the past, like thousands of emails, multiple thousands, some people, five, 10,000 emails a day. I don't personally do that. If you're emailing at that volume, it does require a different level of technical setup, setting up private mail servers, right? I've interviewed Andrew Hudokovic of Lead Hype on my podcast, and he's very successful at doing high volume sending. And even he'll tell you there's a lot that goes into it, right? So if you're going to do that, make sure you're set up in the right way. Check out that episode if you want to get more information on that. Make sure you keep your bounce rates down by cleaning your list, right? So if you're sending email to bad email addresses, eventually, which the mail servers catch on, it's going to tank your email deliverability. So making sure that you're, using, you're cleaning your list, you're using as many verified emails as possible and keep your bounce rates low. Finally, moving on to mindset and metrics. Last but not least, let's talk about mindset. One piece of advice that I got that has always stuck with me about sales is don't sell out of your own pocket. I think one of the first things that people do or second guess themselves on when they begin creating outreach, specifically with writing email copy, is they tend to think, you know, would I respond to this? Would I respond positively to this? Would I set a meeting if I got this? Although this self-reflection is good about your email copy and and taking a, a measured approach to it and being thoughtful about it, you have to understand like most likely you are not your prospect. So the values that you have, the wants and desires are not necessarily going to be reflective of the wants and desires and values of your prospect, right? So you don't want to sell out of your own pocket. A lot of times this comes in with like people have trouble selling products and services at uh, higher price points because they're like, ah, man, I wouldn't spend that much money on that. I wouldn't spend 2K on that. I wouldn't spend 5K on that. I wouldn't spend 50 or 100K on that. You are not your prospect. Understand the problem that you solve, the impact and the value that that brings and sell to the prospect based on that, like what's tangible, not what your opinion is or how you feel about it, or what you think that you would do in that situation. It's tough to get out of that mindset, but I'm telling you, once you do, it's very freeing. 
And a good way to do that is to have more conversations with your target market and really understand where they're coming from. Because like, yeah, to you, maybe spending $10,000 on a specific problem, you would never do that. But if it saves that prospect from $100,000 of pain, it's a no-brainer. They're going to do it all day, right? So that's one thing. Don't sell your own pocket. Number two, this one gets me like super fired up because when I was an individual contributor in sales, hunting, I learned very fast that you have to take action and strike quickly. Like, and I say that you are hunting, you are hunting. This is outbound. This is not inbound. If you are posting in a Facebook group, asking for how to respond to a reply you got from someone, you've already lost. You need to strike now, right now, 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 now. Here's a quick tip. The best way to reply to a cold email a response, if you email somebody and they reply, oh, how much is it? Oh, well, how does this work? How do you compare it to? Call them. Call them right now. Call them. The best way to reply to a cold email reply is to call them immediately. If they don't pick up, email them quickly, pointing out that you just called while you're leaving a voicemail, add value in the message, but leave something to be desired, right? To get them on that call and ask for the meeting, reverse their risk. That's what you need to do. You are hunting. When I see people that are like, oh, I don't know how to respond. Oh, what do I do? Like, you need to go, man. You need to go now. You need to go, 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 go. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Like, you need to go and now. I hate that when you replies and leave a reply hanging out there and uh, let me wait a day and reply later because I don't know. No, reply now. You got them on the hook. Reel them in. You're going to lose them. They don't know you. You are a stranger. You kind of got their interest, but 30 minutes, it's lunch. And after that, you're forgotten. They don't remember you. You need to strike now with urgency. Move with urgency. Like your life depended on it. Don't literally, like obviously your life's not depending on it, but you need to move fast. We've all seen those metrics about the after you wait five minutes, the conversion rate drops by 50%. And after 10 minutes, uh, you know, 80%. Like these minutes are precious. You need to go after them now and stay on them and follow up and go after them. Okay. That's what you need to be doing, right? You've got to get that killer instinct to succeed at this. So lastly, metrics. See, that one gets me fired up. Metrics, please. Is this open rate good? Is this reply rate good? The answer is always, it depends. We wanna keep the main thing the main thing. What are you ultimately going for? If it's revenue, you need to work backwards from revenue. If you need to start at the part in your sales funnel you're trying to optimize or the end of your sales funnel that you're trying to optimize, that area and work backward from there. I had, so I was talking about earlier, Andrew Hudokovic on, he was getting like, what, 2% reply rates or extremely low 10% open rate, something like that. But it didn't matter because he was doing high volume email. He knew what he was doing. That's his model. He was selling uh, financing to house flippers. So the value of each deal was so high that it didn't make sense for him to personalize every message and didn't make sense for him to like track open rates or worry about reply rates. He was focused on revenue and he was only sending one liners. Like I forget what it was. I'll drop a link to the episode in the description, but very simple. It was, do you have a specific type of real estate financing? People would say, yeah, they're investors, house flippers. Yeah, let's go. I need that, right? They're not going to read some long email. That's his audience. Boom. Do you need financing? Yeah, let's go. So that's what I mean with keeping the main thing, the main thing. 
start at that end goal and work backward from there. Okay, look, here's what I want you to do to put this into action. I want you to diagnose your campaign, consider all five steps and think about how you can improve. So we've got targeting number one, offer and copywriting number two, outreach number three, tech setup number four, mindset and metrics number five. And if you want help, join my Facebook group, morgandwilliams.com slash community and tag me in a post. We'll hop on a Facebook live and de deconstruct your campaign so the whole group can benefit or join my newsletter, morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter. You'll get an automated email once you join and then just reply back saying you'd like to do a Facebook live to deconstruct your campaign and uh, we'll get that done. So look, the big idea, successful outreach is a system of inputs working together, not in isolation. It's a system of inputs working together. So you got targeting, offering copywriting, outreach, tech setup, and mindset and metrics. The system is the key to cold outreach success. Awesome guys. And look, if you want more of this information, if you want more tactics, tips, strategies, and to join a community of thousands of other SaaS founders and agency owners who are improving their cold outreach campaigns and building successful outreach campaigns, learning how to book meetings, drive revenue, build pipeline, go to my Facebook group, morgandwilliams.com slash community, the cold outreach mastery Facebook group, where you'll get access to this community of folks who are looking to do exactly what you want to do. And if you still want valuable cold outreach tips, but don't want Zuckerberg to spy on you, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email address. Look, that's all for today. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Hey First Name. And please remember, outflow equals inflow. I'll see you next week.